Today's podcast is sponsored by Discovery Plus. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you'll know the Giro d'Italia is my favorite stage race of the year. The terrain, it's wild, the crowds are fanatical, and the race is just always so unpredictable. So from the 6th of May, I'll be watching the Giro d'Italia content on Discovery Plus, which will be showing all the action live or on demand. All this coverage costs only $6.99 a month and you'll be able to catch the Tour de France, La Vuelta a España and loads more racing through your subscription. Not bad for $6.99 a month. You can go to discoveryplus.com or download the Discovery Plus app from your app store. The app is available on a wide variety of platforms and devices including Amazon, Apple, Google, Roku, LG and Samsung. Check out discoveryplus.com to get started and the link is in today's show notes. Don't forget, terms and conditions apply and a subscription is required. It's for 18-year-olds and over. And remember, like any subscription, your monthly or annual plan will auto-renew unless cancelled. The big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question. And this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Roadman, welcome back to episode 439 of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. It's Friday and Sarah's back again. We're going to dive into some stories from Mallorca 312. One of our clients is doing an Everest challenge this week and I know you're just so curious how Sarah's got on with her training this week. So welcome back to the show. It's nearly her show at this stage. Sarah Ann. Hello, everybody. Hello, all you beautiful cyclists. Happy Friday. It's Friday again. Love for best day of the week. It's just all the hope, all the optimism for the weekend. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I like the group ride on Friday morning. It's one of my, or Saturday morning. It's one of my favorite rides of the week. So yeah, I'm. I will be there this weekend. <laughs> I said last Friday I will be there and then I didn't show on Saturday. So, um, but I'm going on Saturday. I promise I will be there. So I'll see you all there. Anyone who uh, it's their first time showing up, you can send us a message on Instagram if you're not sure where we're meeting or what the crack is. We could just tell people where we're meeting. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> we're meeting at the 360 Cycles on the Clontarf Road if you're Dublin based at 9.30. The ride doesn't meet at 9.30. No. The ride leaves at 9.30. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. You are always the last one there as well. I will leave without you if you're not there. <laughs> I gladly, with a smile on my face. We always show you. up at a separate times because I'm always ready, ready quicker than you are. What's going on this week? How are you? Yeah, things are great. I am still training anyway. Motivation's still high at the moment. Uh, I little bit tender, getting a bit, bit bit of grief from my coach about how high my heart rate is and how low my cadence is. So I'm trying to work on that at the minute. And you have a power profile test today? That's happening today. So wish me luck. Maybe I won't be on the spin tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. I am dreading it. Absolutely dreading it. So, but anyway, look, we'll, we'll give it a lash. We'll give it a lash. I've been stuck to the podcast all week. Oh yeah? I heard your interview with uh, Mona Vand there. Uh, what an interesting story. She, for anyone who didn't listen, uh, you should go back and check it out. She is, uh, she's kind of like a health and wellness coach, but she comes at it from an amazing kind of viewpoint. She trained for seven years to become a pharmacist. And then on day one 
of her, you know, uh, her new job, her new life as a pharmacist, she she just kind of had this epiphany and was like, this is not for me. Kind of reminds me of you, Anthony. That's what happened to you with your entire youth spent in university training to become a barrister and then you just chucked it all in. I bet your folks were delighted, were they? <laughs> well, we were watching a show the other day and I was thinking about it. It's the sunk cost fallacy is what they call oh, it. Oh yeah, go on, explain that. Well, it's like those years are gone regardless of how you decide to proceed. So it's it's like uh, gamblers get uh, pulled into this sunk cost fallacy because they think, oh, I've spent 500 euro already. My luck has to turn soon. But really the 500 euro that you've already spent has no correlation to your future probability of success. So it's the same way. And is that how you explained it to your parents when you were like, yeah, I know I'm packing it all in and going to France to pursue my career as my dream as a, a bike racer. How did your parents take it? Ah, your ma loves you no matter what. <laughs> you could do anything. You could get away with murder and your ma cover up for you. Um, so yeah, definitely check out that uh, podcast. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Did you know that she is Gary Vanderchunk? I always call him Gary, Gary Vanderchunk. How do you pronounce his name? Gary Vanderchunk. Ver, Gary, that's his girlfriend. It is his girlfriend. How indeed. does she put up with him? He is a melter. Anyway, um, tell us about this guy that we have... Um, doing the Everest challenge. Yeah, we have one of our clients doing an Everest challenge, but he's not just doing an Everest challenge. He's actually doing an Everest challenge to raise funds for Ukraine. It's a client of ours, coached by our amazing coach, Aaron Kearney. My uh, coach, he's, he is amazing. Yeah, Sarah's coach also. <laughs> uh, our client's name is Elliot Lewis. So his plan is to ride the altitude or cumulative height of Everest, which is, for those curious, 8,848 metres. Yuck. Now, to do this, he's going to do 38 laps of a three-kilometre climb. So it's going to be 225 kilometres. His goal is to do it in less than 15 hours, and he's doing it to raise money for Ukraine. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave a link in today's show notes, and if you'd like to support him or even just pop him a message of encouragement, you can do so through that link. And I have uh, I have met Elliot. Elliot, he is a dude. So please, please go and support him. Anthony, you are on a podcast. You're being interviewed on a podcast. Already done, Sarah. It's already done. Yeah, already done. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. It got released today. Ah, okay. Yeah, back on the bus with Swain Tuft and Ryan Anderson. Amazing. It's cool because I used to listen to that. I still do listen to that podcast, but I listened yeah. to that podcast long before I was a guest on that podcast. That's so cool. So he's not, you're not trying to sabotage another podcast. You're, it's all very friendly and cordial. There's plenty of room at the top of the mountain. The top of the mountain isn't a peak. It's flat. There's plenty of room for everyone up there. <laughs> Love it. I'm also going to put a link for that Back on the Bus podcast with Swain. I'll put that in the show notes as well. It's a packed show notes this week. It is. Loads, loads going on. Hit me with some newbie questions. Okay. Um, somebody wrote in, this is a really good question. What is FTP and can you talk me through the test protocol as I've looked it up online and there's loads of confusing information? FTP is functional threshold power. So it's the power you can hold for one hour if you were super motivated and had a gun to your head. So from that, we've, we're too soft really to do a one hour power test. It's just not that repeatable and I don't think it's that appetizing. Imagine you were trying to get after a full day at work and you were trying to do a one hour as hard as you can test. It's very difficult to motivate yourself. So as a result of that, 
where it has this condensed, ver condensed version, which we now estimate our one hour power from, and that's a 20 minute test. So we take our 20 minute test and then we put that in to a multiplier and that gives us our estimated FTP. But people, and I don't like this one now personally, but in an attempt to make the test even more accessible, now people have started to estimate your functional threshold power off to eight minute tests. So you don't have to even do the 20 minute test. But I just think at some point you just need to roll up your sleeves and go, cycling's not that easy. We can't keep estimating, you know, the test is actually meant to be an hour. And now all of a sudden it's two eight minute tests instead of the hour. So I don't know. Personally, I think a 20 minute one is a good. Yeah, it's still a hard day at the office though. God, it's uh, it's hard. It's hard, particularly if this, if this, this, this person's first FTP test. Uh, I've certainly made the mistake in the past where I go really hard for the first five minutes and then you're completely drained for the last 15. It's the longest. Those minutes are ticking by like hours when yeah, you're doing that test. But like you can't go hard. Like it needs to be evenly paced. So mm -hmm. it, you need to try negative split. So whatever you think you can do for the four, last five minutes, do less for the first five minutes and then more for the second five minutes. You know, pushing on pretty hard for the third five minutes and then the fourth five minutes. As I always say, go to Lucy Jesus. Go to Lucy. Yeah, exactly. Would you do yours outside now? I've only done them inside on the turbo trainer. I don't think I've ever done one inside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would only do it outside. Yeah, it's oh lots, it's hell. But why do we need our FTP figure, Anthony? It sets your zones. So okay. it sets your training intensity. So it is there's other ways you can estimate on data, but it's a nice line in the sand to say we're starting here and it's a nice you know sir you're from the corporate game it's a kpi it's a mm -hmm. you can get overly hung up on it because it's not the only metric you know it, all really a 20 minute test measures is how good you are at 20 minute tests but we use it to set zones but i don't always love it as a measure of progress because your ftp test can go up but depending on what your goal is that mightn't be that relevant we're going to get on talking about mallorca 312 because i had loads of clients uh, just finished it this week but like if your goal is Mallorca 312, there's much better measurements of uh, whether you're prepared for that event or not rather than FTP. Like it's approximately a 12 hour event. So being able to ride super hard for 20 minutes isn't the best ever indication of how you're going to perform on that event. And then just quickly, um, the FTP number, let's say my FTP is 320. It's not, by the way. <laughs> it's a long way it's off a long <laughs> But the number itself is a number, but then it depends on your weight as well as to what that number means. Am I right? Like it's it's not just, oh yeah, my, you know, if I if I rock into the club and I'm like, oh, my FTP is 320. But a fella who is way lighter than me or a girl who's way lighter than me, is uh, their FTP is 290. They're going to be faster, better climber, stronger than me. I don't know, it depends. Uh People definitely get hung up in Zwift culture on just straight out power to weight. So that's taking your FTP number and dividing it by your weight in kilograms. And then you'll hear for years, six was the magic number to try and be competitive in the Tour de France, six watts per kilo for an hour. But I don't strictly think that's the best measurement. It is in Zwift land. And if you're a Zwift racer, you know, you're probably lying about your weight anyway. So it's probably <laughs> never. <laughs> but yeah, really, it's like if you have two riders and one has a slightly better power to weight, but one has a higher absolute power figure. If you're on the flat, which you are for most of the club run or most races in Ireland and the UK aren't exceptionally hilly, you know, the person with the higher absolute power figure is still going to go faster. Okay, good. Okay, good info there. Thank you. I know a lot of people are interested in FTP, so. 
Uh, just in case anyone hears me spewing during this podcast, Sarah tried to poison me with a cup of tea with stale milk just before we went live on air. Yeah, it's gross. I know I said there was no milk floaters in the top, but there was, and I fished them out with a spoon before I gave it to you. <laughs> should be grand. It was really, really bad. <laughs> And I know you mentioned the Miorca 312. We had a lot of people write in about it. A lot of um, positive stories, but this one stood out. Just completed Miorca 312 and it was a disaster. I got my fueling wrong, missed time cuts, hit the wall and it was hours of misery. I'm thinking of selling my bike. Any advice to get my mojo back again? Do I need a few weeks break or keep trucking and try and find my love for the bike again? Hopefully this lad wasn't a client, was he? No, I don't think so. <laughs> didn't recognize the name anyway but he sounds fairly desperate doesn't he i've been there sell it sell the bike well first of all what size bike would have fit me and how much is it going for uh, it's always a good time to buy a bike after a big event people just yeah. disillusioned and selling the bike for pennies on the pound mm -hmm. uh, what do you think it just sounds like he prepared really really badly for it it's a very controllable event i had loads of guys um and girls that we're working with finishing and just have brilliant stories of you know how amazing of a experience they had but they prepared for it and they put in the hard work but it's it is really a race against yourself because or an event against yourself because it's not a race it's not a pure comparison you're not looking to you know like you're going out trying to win a local criterium it's not the same thing you can essentially control every element of the mallorca 312 you know what climbs you're going to tackle you know, what elevation, you know, how long you're going to be in the saddle, you know, what power or pace you're going to be riding on these climbs. So very little is left to chance. But it sounds like his preparation was just shocking because success and failure doesn't really show up as this catastrophic surprise event. It leaves clues all the way along. Like all my guys and girls that finished in Mallorca 312, must try and get some of them on the podcast to talk about it. I knew within, you know, a margin of plus or minus 5% what their time was going to be. You know, barring a, you know, a crash or one of my guys and he missed the time cut, but he missed the time cut because his buddy stopped. His buddy didn't stop. His buddy crashed and broke his pelvis and he stopped to wait with his buddy. And I think he was stopped for 90 minutes or two hours. And as a result of that, he ended up missing the cut off at the turning point by five minutes or something. Oh, wow. Okay. But bar stuff like that, it's pretty you know, it's pretty obvious if you're going to complete it or not. So if we had looked at his data, like we could have probably told him he was going to send that email two weeks before he sent that email if we looked at his training. Yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, preparation. There's no really surprises in um, York at 312 or any of those big sportives, I guess. Um, all right, so and then the last one, what is in your jersey pocket, Anthony? This, yeah, what, what do you take out on a group ride? For me, the most important thing that I do never, I never ever leave without is lip balm. Lip balm, okay, yeah. that sounds Just important. Cannot <laughs> Can you fix exposure with lip balm? <laughs> it's not even to look good. It's, it's, you know, just, you know, cracked lips, wind in your face. Yeah, lip balm. So what else should I be bringing? Well, as you'll have seen yesterday, I spent the better part of, 40 minutes trying to put a tubeless ready tire back onto a wheel yesterday. Everyone's day was ruined after that. Yours, mine, and then he had to go over to his da. Yeah, I'd go over with da and me to put it back on. And he used to build bikes, you know, 20 years ago. And when I was explaining tubeless ready to him, he was just horrified. It took four hands to get that back on. The dogs were even hiding in the bedroom because you were just stomping around. So <laughs> not good. So... Uh, 
normally I would advise people to have a tube, a pump and levers, but honestly, they're totally pointless if you have tubeless ready because it's just, you're not changing that on the side of the road. That's a taxi. So what I generally try and go with for in the pockets is very little bulk. I see a lot of people and their pockets, they look like they're going off on a trekking event across Europe. I don't like having a lot of stuff in my pockets. If I have a, a cool trick, if you have uh, two bottle cages on your bike, you can chop one of your bottles in half and you can stuff tools and you can stuff old tubes and a pump inside in that bottle. Or if you can get the cap back onto it, better again. Or you can have little custom made ones that go in there. Saddlebag, I think is, I've gone back and forth on it, but I think it's a nicer alternative than having your pocket stuffed. But generally you want to make sure you have pump or CO2 canisters two tubes, maybe a patch kit if you're going on some super long stuff, levers. Multi-tool. Multi-tool. Chain breaker, even though I don't know what that is. Multi-tool has a chain breaker oh, okay. on it normally, yeah. Okay. Uh, power link Just heard the chain breaks. That. Okay. And that's basically it. But unfortunately, Sarah, you need to know how to use this stuff. <laughs> so you don't have any lip balm, no? no. I know what you're at. Any, every time we go for a ride together, you're like, oh, we'll carry this. Will you put this in your pocket? Will you take this banana? Will you take the keys? So that's what you're doing, basically. I'm your camel. Yeah, well, you don't need two people bringing, like, if you're going out with four people, four people don't need pumps. Like, you don't need, yeah. like, eight tubes between four people. So if it's a group you're regularly trying, but you can split up the stuff so everyone's not going around loaded like camels, as Sarah says. Okay, good stuff. Good advice. Thank you, Anthony. And are you back We're tomorrow, Sarah? Stage. I'm back tomorrow with my solo cast. Um, it's been, I think it's been going okay. You haven't bothered listening. It's a to massive them. hit. It's a massive <laughs> hit. It's a runaway hit. <laughs> it's like looking at the numbers of the people that listen, it's quite, I don't know, it's it's great, but it's also a bit nerve wracking because you're like, what? you're like, oh my God, those people have just listened to all my mad ramblings but you got yeah. you got the hard slot though saturday morning exactly. tough slot <laughs> everyone's out group riding and you're doing a podcast <laughs> oh, oh well we'll we'll carry on maybe you might give me the wednesday slot eventually that's prime time you're not ready for that <laughs> until then take care everyone have a great weekend bye Roadman, thank you for listening to today's episode of the Roadman Cycling Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm asked all the time how listeners can support the podcast. Well, there's a number of ways you can support the podcast. As I mentioned at the outset, Patreon is an easy way to support it. But if you don't feel like subscribing on Patreon or you can't afford to subscribe on Patreon, a really easy way to support the podcast is simply sharing it with a friend. Take the episode link and sharing it into WhatsApp groups, into club Facebook groups, and just helping to spread the roadman word you can follow me and you can find me over on instagram our handle on instagram it's roadman.cycling or we have a new tiktok account where we're taking extracts from the podcast and posting them over there on roadman cycling podcast is the handle there really for all things roadman cycling the mission control is our main website which is newly launched and that's on roadmancycling.com you can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They make such a huge difference. Or if you're not on Apple, you can leave the review anywhere where you listen to the podcast. Roadmen, have a great day and ride safe.